But we got to figure out what we're going to talk about soon because we're recording. Oh. So. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, man, what a day we have had here. <laughs> um, we have uh, we have had a number of technical difficulties. Gosh. Which is oh my god, so annoying. So I, annoying. You know. Th- this isn't our full-time gig. I mean, everybody knows that. And so then when you work really hard to make space for something that you enjoy, and you have technical difficulties, like, right. all the time, right. or lately anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been I, having I, some serious mic issues lately. Yeah. and so, so we're recording off an old mic and just one. This is like back to the original recordings yeah, right here. Maybe it'll be our best one yet. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> this is how we have like, yeah, this is how we started everything off. And then we got like super fancy and we got our boom stands and our double microphones yeah, and yeah. our headphones and our and all this. Well, kind of- <laughs> we got that stuff on the cheap end of everything. And so it just created more problems than oh, anything. Geez. So Someday when this is our full-time gig, we can buy equipment. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was eyeing equipment today, and I'm like, I'm not ready to spend that money yet. No. But, no, no. <laughs> but someday, someday our audience will appreciate it when we're ready to invest <laughs> that money. Well, <laughs> at least we'll we're get... not doing it on, you know, AirPods or something. So. Yeah, that's, this is very true. Although, those might sound better <laughs> at this point. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I get into like, tweaking EQ levels and gains and all this kind of stuff. And I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I end up tweaking it into oblivion. Yeah, I was going to say, you do know how to get yourself stuck in the weeds. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Yep, I sure do. I sure do. So... And then we were trying to set up our film studio today. I shouldn't call it film because we're not doing anything on film. But our video studio today <laughs> um, to start shooting some rethink videos and stuff. And realizing through that whole process just what we don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just been kind of a day. Yeah, I, I think one of the things I'm learning through all of this, all both you know, things that we're talking about here. Yeah. Is that um as much as I have dreams and ideas in my head, I I have to really be okay with with what we have. Not not in a ooh, I wanna buy that and I wanna buy that, but more of a, you know, we can we can do this level with where we're at, with what room we have, with what sure equipment that we have. And that's okay because if we were doing it for solely for this quality level or what our dream is in our head um god we just would never get it done for one and two we would end up um you know doing it all for the wrong reasons so right well part of the problem is too is that can i drink it oh yeah yeah i've been drinking Uh, (laughs) we'll talk about it in a second nothing not a whole lot to talk about this time it's been one of those days we just grabbed it anyway um you know, we both have an eye for quality. Yeah. That's yeah. part of the problem, problem for us because we have an eye that that goes beyond our ability ability at this point. Mm-hmm. And so like and and again, we just try to figure shit out, you know. Yeah. But we know what we want it to look like. We just don't know how to make it look like or sound like that or, or whatever else it may be. 
So then we kind of work ourselves into these, you know. Yeah. Well, for me, I work myself into these little tizzies at times where I'm just kind of like, you know, I just get so frustrated. And then, I, and then yeah, we do. We had that conversation earlier today, you know. We have to we have to know that what we're doing it's still really good. What we what we figure out is still really good, I think, um, even if it's not at the level that you know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm pretty happy with what we came up with our with our studio space today, our our uh, video space, um, the lighting and the yeah. you know the camera angles and look and all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. that's exciting to me. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. So. Uh, yeah, and so we just grabbed drinks. What did you grab? Um, this is, I've had the margarita wine before. It's this Costco thing. Oh, that, yeah, that strawberry yeah. margarita wine. And this yeah. one's a strawberry, strawberry oh, one. yes, I see where you're going there now. <laughs> yeah, so um, we got the strawberry one. It looks very red and patriotic today. Yes, so. oh, because today is the 4th of July. Yeah. That's right. So. Yeah, we've been not paying attention to that at all while we've been focusing on oh getting our stuff I, built yeah. and all that kind of stuff. <sighs> Um, and I am drinking a gin and tonic, but it's with aviation gin, correct? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. you made it for me. Yes, um, I did make it. So for we're you. back to yeah. Costco had a deal on aviation gin, and you know, I I may I may have they have always have a deal yeah. on limes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I I may have spoken <laughs> out of turn on my aviation gin before on the podcast, and you know, I do actually really like it. So. Yeah. We do. We have friends who've asked us, like, no, seriously, you you buy your limes at Costco. Do you really go through that many limes? Right, right, yeah, yeah. And And we're like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Did I talk... I can't remember. Did I talk about last week on the podcast what my Um, airport experience was? We didn't have a podcast last week because you were out of town. Oh, that's right. Because you were having an airport experience. Oh, should I tell that story? <laughs> no, you know what? It's it's going to backfire on you just like it did on social media. Oh, my gosh. All right. I'm going to leave everybody hanging now. Yeah, so. they can just go look at your Facebook. Yeah. I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> Fine. Well, I actually thought that would make for some good podcasting. But, you know, I was downvoted. No, you And there's know what only makes- two of us, so... We both get 100% votes. You know what makes for good podcasting? What? Is uh, announcing the good news that you are Spokane's top Tetris player. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And now you are, you know, shining a light on my embarrassment that that lasted for a couple of hours. (laughs) I was only at one point. For one day, Spokane's top Tetris player. Okay, so this is a funny thing that, you know, I went last weekend, because we didn't we didn't record a podcast. I went last weekend down to Phoenix and saw my my good childhood friend, Ryan, and his wife, Sarah. And, oh, and their son, Levi. Now, once I start talking, and their dog, Clancy. Okay, can you Once stop? I start saying Just, it, then yeah. I can't leave anybody out, okay? So, um, anyway, I... They and, don't listen to our podcast, so why does it matter? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they do. I, I doubt if, it. <laughs> listen, if the one time they listened to it and I didn't say all the names, then we'd you know we would lose the, a so whole family of podcast listeners. You did miss. Oh, the and nanny, Alexis though. was still there I was too. Say. <laughs> the nanny. You got the dog before the niece, the nanny. nanny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> anyway, um, Ryan is like this. 
very driven guy and he you know we had these long conversations about productivity and you know he's always just kind of with this like, he doesn't waste time playing video games and you know and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff because he's just a very you know he's a mm-hmm. yeah he's just he's that kind of you know mm-hmm. driven kind of guy anyway so I was sitting there playing Tetris at one point in time and he kind of scoffed at me you know because I was waiting for everybody to get ready we were going to go out for dinner or something and uh, so then after I I got you know Spokane's top score in Tetris I screenshotted it and sent it to him and I said who's being unproductive now you know? <laughs> and he was oh let me tell you how impressed he was <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> whatever will you do now to to top this accomplishment mm-hmm. I think was his reply back so anyway okay so here's the other thing too is it is motherfucking hot now, it, it wasn't, it's not as hot as it has been. I mean, last week was stupid, stupid hot, like 111, I think, or even higher than that, I think, 11, 112, 113 here in Spokane, which is record temps. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still pretty hot. It's still like, um, well, I might turn my watch off for this, but uh, I think like 95 or 98 or something like that today. So it's still really hot. We don't have air conditioning in the house other than these little portable units, so they struggle to keep up. Yeah. But here in the room, because we're trying to keep sound out of the room, we've turned the fans and off we've been here. working with video lights all day. It's, it's like hot in here. I'm sitting here just sweating like crazy yeah. for the love of podcasting, so we can get good quality sound. You know sound. what I find interesting about this hot weather? What's that? Is that any other time, you know, outside of this last little heat wave that yeah. everybody had here. Um, everybody talks about, oh, I want to live in Arizona. I want to <laughs> go to Arizona. I want to spend my vacation in Arizona. You hear that from people? Oh, my gosh, all the time. <laughs> and um, and I am like, you. I usually tell people, do you understand how hot it actually is there and how many months of the year yeah. it's hot there? Oh, but when, every time I go, it's so beautiful. I'm like, when do you go? Well, in the winter. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, I just find it ironic how whiny Spokane was over this heat. And um, and people would whine and whine. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Do you have air conditioning at your house? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just got done bitching about I how know. hot it was. <laughs> I know. So you're talking to me right now. No, I just find it really interesting that as soon as somebody's uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. That's me. I, as soon as I'm uncomfortable, I'm bitching and whining about yeah, it. I know. I and, it's, know. and it's too cold by a few degrees or too hot by a few degrees. There has There's like this 20 degree window that I want to live in. And if I could figure that out. Oh, life would be made. I wouldn't want anything else in the world. Of course, I'm, I'm assuming to... you're there with me, you know, so I'm, you know, taking that for granted. But, uh, yeah, all that I kind of stuff. I think you're menopausal right now. <laughs> <laughs> I could be. I do break out in the sweat sometimes. <laughs> Is anybody else hot? <laughs> what are they God. I got the... I got the flutters, or what do you call it? <laughs> They're hot flashes, honey. <laughs> my hot flashes, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Flutters? <laughs> That's not the right word, but there's there's some, like, southern bell way of talking about, oh, I'm, you know, they got heated up or something. I'm blanking on it now. <laughs> 
wish people could see what you're doing. I'm fanning myself with my hand. It actually feels good. I'm actually making some wind here with my hand, not otherwise. So there's. A, I am um, questioning some of the things about life right now. Well, it's uh, it's fucking hot. <laughs> So it does things to the brain. So, especially um, if you're a whiny little bitch about it. Especially if I'm a whiny little bitch. No, aren't you so happy to be married to your whiny little bitch? <laughs> um, so, oh my gosh. you know, then it, the good thing in all this is that, you know, like we said a minute ago, it is the 4th of July. And because of the record heat and all that kind of stuff, they have yeah. said no fireworks. So all the city is canceled all the fireworks. And I know some people are going to be really torn up about that. But I'll tell you what. Our dog, <laughs> Mishka. really happy about she, it. She, like, it is so... Traumatizing. This time of year is so terrible for her. Well, Absolutely and we've got, terrible. We've got some neighbors who, um, they don't own chickens, but... It's not... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case they're listening, yeah, it's not you it's not we're you. talking about. <laughs> um... But uh, they do let off these, like, I, I swear it's a grenade there that's going off well, over there. I'm pretty sure that, uh, well, because we're close to the reservations here. And so yeah. at, you can buy some serious fireworks yeah. at the at reservations because they don't have the, the same restrictions and all that. So um, I'm pretty sure that, uh, yeah, they are illegally... <laughs> Bringing some, importing in some yeah. heavy duty firepower. I, uh, with all that's going on and the reports I get from my brother about the, you know, fire danger here in Washington, I will have no problem calling the cops tonight. Um, on that and well, now they know who did it. They are not listening to our <laughs> podcast. Casey, haven't you learned nobody listens? Okay, you just offended whoever's listening right now. I so. <laughs> You're well, not a nobody, whoever you are. All we have to do is tell our neighbors about our podcast, and, <laughs> and then they, they stop listening. And then they stop listening. <laughs> they listen to one or two episodes, and, and then stop like, listening what? after that. Yeah. Um, no, I'm uh, just, I'm kind of over it. I do not, uh, you know, want to see any fires this yeah, you know, out of this. And we I, can, uh, you know, celebrate the great American independence from the British monarchy. Uh, without setting forest fires. <laughs> so <laughs> that will, uh, I mean, hopefully, or, you know, city fires for that matter, because, again, it's hot. I mean, I think my lawn could go up just uh, like yes, that right, now. right so, now. So, yeah. And we've been watering it. Even my neighbor's lawn, who always has a green lawn, his looks like a, the Sahara out there. Now so. we just lost another neighbor. No, 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 no. Oh I, feel, I feel bad for him. So oh my I don't, gosh, we I wasn't saying anything. Tell it's not his fault, it's live. hot. So I just dropped something and I can't find it. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, there's there's that. So, um, but we came into this because we've been so busy trying to do these other things, and then all of a sudden it was like, "Ooh, Asher's napping. We should record a podcast because we haven't done it yet." And and so and it's it was due this morning, so we'll get it out a little bit late today. Uh, but we didn't really nail down what we were going to talk about, so here we are, just uh, yeah. just riffing. You know, we don't have like a. A dedicated. Well, there were a subject. couple of topics that we had talked about discussing. Yeah. Um, we actually have a whiteboard with some topics on it. And let's just let's just see, say each one of these, okay. and then we'll see if anybody like anybody like reaches yes. out to us and says, "Ooh, talk about that one." So, 
the first one we've talked about a little bit, but we're there's we're more building to talk about it. A whole business yeah. around the first and one. And that's just approach to beliefs. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. and and specifically in that, here here's what we haven't done. Well, we've done it a little bit, but um we were gonna specifically talk about like what our approach to beliefs is because mm-hmm. it's changed a lot. And I think we have talked about that a decent bit, but anyway. Then the the next one is the evangelical slash exvangelical conversation, mm-hmm. um, and that would be a really interesting conversation for you and I to have. I don't, I'm not sure. I just how. did a blog on it. Yeah, yeah, and it was good. It was really good. I'm um, glad you thought so because I think you're the only one who's read it. We got to stop that. So, <laughs> no, I mean that's just the data. Yeah, I yeah, could yeah. Pull up but we don't trust data right now because we're having lots of yeah. questions about other data too. Okay. Anyway. Um, so not in a weird way. I'm not saying we don't trust the data in. No, no, no. We're getting like <laughs> mixed data. That's yes, the problem. yes, yes, yes. Anyway, Good grief. we believe in science. So, um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but that's a big question, but just about, you know, the, the evangelical Christian movement is massive in America. Yeah. Um, it's not quite as massive throughout the world, even though it has a strong presence in the rest of the world too, but it is massive in America. Uh, so much so that it's practically its own political party, um, and then practically. yeah, then there is the uh, there is a growing ex-evangelical movement, which is exactly what it sounds like. They were they're ex-evangelicals, uh-huh. um, and so it's like, what is you know what is that? Look I think it's like a very for there kid... to be an exodus from that, mm-hmm. which is what you talked about in yeah. your blog, and which it is really a confusing. Um, to I think there's some misconceptions as to when somebody. Um, identifies in that circle of ex-evangelicals what that actually means. Right, right. So, so that's a good one. Uh, then we had this idea that we would talk about purity culture. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, purity culture for, you know, anybody, again, who hasn't been involved in evangelicalism, you know, they mm-hmm. probably won't be as familiar with it. Uh, but purity culture is kind of what it sounds like. It's a, it's a culture surrounding, you know, what does it mean to be pure and, and specifically sexually pure. Yeah. And so there's all kinds of wonderful body shaming in that and sex shaming and and things should be this way and not that way. And girls, you can't wear shirts that are, you know, too tight, too loose, um, too short, too... <laughs> you can only wear this kind of shirt or pants or shorts or whatever else because you might cause your Christian brother to rape you. And that's pretty much. I don't think they use the word rape. I think they call it stumble. Yeah, but it, that's what. Which is a nice. That's word what it comes rape. down yeah. to. That's what it comes down to, and that is that has infiltrated so deeply that you hear like you hear uh, like people in the in the legal system where you know somebody's being prosecuted for you know raping these young girls or whatever, and you'll hear judges pass down judgments saying. That well, that girl who was kind of known for being loose anyway, and she was wearing skimpy clothing that day, so you can't really hold this guy accountable for that. That comes from evangelical purity culture. That is some, and it is some fucked up shit. So anyway, we could talk about that in a in a whole long way too. Um, another topic we're I'm realizing now: every single one of these, except for one. Has to do in some way with evangelicalism. 
<laughs> we I have mean, a lot it, of evangelical But I think that's here. one of the things that we're fighting. We've talked about this this year. Yeah. That politics, everything, we have this undertone of the Christian m- movement being a strong undertone to everything human rights. Evangelical Christian movement. Evangelical yes. Christian movement. And again, it is it is widespread in the yeah. in this country. So, you know, it's... In, it's so embedded as part of our culture. It's yeah. really hard to not talk about topics without ending up back there. Yeah, yeah. So the other one we were going to talk about is Christian nationalism, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, our church back in Donley was very much a Christian nationalist church, mm-hmm. um, even though we weren't a part of that. And we were constantly, like, pushing back against it. Yeah. The uh, Particularly the older congregation there, they wanted the Christian flag. They wanted the American flag side by side on the stage every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And there were times when I took them down and just put them away nicely and neatly and all that. Because I was like, that I don't want that up here for whatever thing we're doing that week or whatever. And then just, quote unquote, forgot to put them back out. <laughs> and then it wouldn't be long. Somebody started talking about what, what happened to American flag. What happened to that American flag? It should be right up there. So it's the it's the God and country kind mm-hmm. of you know philosophy. Yeah. And so um, that's a whole big conversation there. I just read a mm-hmm. book on that not long ago, and um, there's some good conversation there too. Um, YWAM, mm-hmm. which is a funny sounding word, but it's an, an acronym. Um, it's Youth with a Mission. So it's where we met. It's where we met. Um, it's where. Again, some really fucked up shit went down. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> um, and there is, uh, it is, it's an organization that's been around for a long time. And I would say has probably done some decent things. And it has done a whole lot of damage. Yeah. So, um, but, so we were just going to talk about our experience with that. And because, again, there's... It's a huge part it's of... It's a huge organization. Yeah, but it's a huge part of... Uh, who we are, how we met, mm-hmm. um, and what we, um, yeah, what we came away from. So yeah, and then you wrote down the monarchy. Well, that was only <laughs> we were talking about it in reference. I remember what this was about. I do too. Because we were watching um, <sighs> Megan and Harry's interview with Oprah. It was that, but it was also that series, the drama series, um, the monarchy. Um, yeah, queen uh, or something like that. Why, why am I totally forgetting what the I name of that is? Because we anyway, love it. We're gonna keep watching it too. Um, it was very interesting to hear that interview that they did with Oprah, though, and yeah. um, really hear many of the same um, contexts um, that we hear from evangelicals, and yeah. um, how similar the monar- monarchy's um, structure and. Um, a culture is to um, fundamentalist uh, evangelical Christianity. Yeah, That's what yeah, that was about. Yeah. So yes, every single one of those has something to do with <laughs> Although you do have Realtor site map and RE website, so I have a feeling Maybe that's the... real estate website. Those are those are, those are unrelated. <laughs> I know. I'm just reading the other things up there so that we can balance that. Yes, balance yeah, it I do out. have a few other things that are uh, that are written up there as well. So. Um, including a daily schedule that would have been really good for me to be following every day that I never follow. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, there's lots of things that we like to talk about. Um, and I, 
You know, one of the things that, that we have said is, is and in particular with Rethink, and this isn't a, you know, I'm not intending for us to have a big, another big Rethink conversation here, but um, is that, like, I don't want us to only be, like, for ex-evangelicals or ex-evangelicals, right? But, but I recognize that in, at least initially, we're going, that's going to be a large draw for us because... One, we have a lot to say about that, right? We can't help but but you know respond to the influence that our ex-evangelicalism has had on us in the past, um, and then we have a lot of information coming out of that, and so a lot of this stuff is is really about that. But we but we also wanted it to be about you know you know how we how we approach politics, how we approach you know just you know family, how we approach relationships, how we pro- I mean on and on and on and on and on, mm-hmm. you know, all these different things too. But we keep coming back to this thing where I mean we the the people that we have a, you know the the most history with by far are from evangelicalism. Mm-hmm. Um and people that are are kind of coming out of that too. Um and and so we're not trying to get away from it either, you know, but but even, I think even here in the podcast, you know, we, we talk about it. It's like, I don't want to just talk about coming out of evangelicalism all the time. I, I want to be somebody who's known for more than that, right? That I have other things to say, too, you know? I have lots of opinions you should ignore, um, but it's not just about evangelicalism. Um, what do you think about that? Um, I think, and we've talked about this too, that, um, I'd love, I'd love to get back to some stories of our life. Um, the ones that will, um, be safe to tell. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but I think. There's layers to that. Yeah. But I, but I think we've been through a lot that other people have been through and um, would connect with, and it's not yeah. all about faith, yeah. but I think there is, I mean, that has been a big part of our life. I don't think we have to um, always try and work around that, but at the same time, there's just been some really big, you know, life things that we've been through um, that form who you are as a person, um, and I mean... Honestly, I think we're a blast around a campfire. Um, because get a few drinks in us and Well, not not that. Maybe like, some weed. Like and... people go, seriously that happened? <laughs> right. What? Right. Are, well, the what? So, um um I think I yeah, think there's invite some... us to your parties cuz we're fun. <laughs> oh, we'll, no, we'll keep no, no, you no. entertained. We'll scare off all the other people, but um No, but I think I think human stories are important um just the resilience, yeah, you know, in, in all of that, and I agree with you. And I, uh, okay, I really agree with you. But this is my hang-up with that. Okay, uh-huh. my, this isn't a big deal, so you don't have to prepare yourself. I'm like, for why do you don't want to be exposed? For <laughs> it's not even that. It's that I don't recognize our stories as being significant a lot of times because it's just. That's just the life that we lived, you know? Well, this, Until... this ongoing conversation right now can't possibly be interesting to anyone. <laughs> I, I'm not... Tr- 
Okay. So, um, what, <laughs> uh, what stories did you have in mind? Like, what's the next big story that we should tell? I don't know. Um, we, we haven't talked about the project we worked on with the county in um, McCall. Um, we haven't talked about... Missed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, YWAM was a big part of our story, and I think it had, had a lot of different um, things that went on there. Um, I think we have been through a lot as a family um, throughout the years. Um, relationships and navigating that. We've moved 27 times. Like, there's a lot of story there. And we've been married 26 and a half years. Yeah, we're almost evening out our yeah. moves and One years. One move for every year we've been married. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, when we reached that number, though, at less than 20 years of marriage, that was not good. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just... I am... I think we still have a story to tell around, you know, us renewing vows and, you know, things like that. I think there's a lot of stories there. Our second marriage. Our second marriage, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm totally on board. I, I'm, I, again, I just kind of like, I, I think about some of these things and I'm like, sometimes, you know, we're we're so driven to listening to other people's stories. I mean, that's just yeah. so much of what we do. You know, you do it with your podcast. I used to do it with mine. Um, you know, we kind of make, um, you do it with your life coaching business, um, you know, that sort of thing. And, and sometimes it's just kind of, I think, tough to just go into that thing of just, you know, telling a personal story when I'm, I'm so geared towards listening to other people's stories and asking lots and lots of questions and finding out lots of stuff, which is why I think that we do end up being kind of fun around a campfire because you're just sitting around and, and yeah, you, you have a few drinks in you and you kind of start loosening up a little bit and you're all laughing. You all, you just start kind of talking and telling stories and, and that sort of thing. And it, uh, and, and then you're like, Oh yeah, I guess that really is a story. But mm-hmm. Um, well, we started this podcast around story. We did, yeah. Um, and I think there was something something to that, something to um, you and I connecting over an experience that we had together with different vantage points and also other people giving other people a, a window into what we had what we had been through. Um, right. Many of those people had walked alongside our story, but weren't at the details of the story. So I think that that was, um, I don't know, it was good for us to be able to do that. Um, so, I, and I find, you know, I've had a few interviews recently with people on my podcast who um, were like, I had no idea how much I needed to tell my story. I didn't know exactly what my story was, but once I right. started telling it, I had no idea how powerful it was to um, healing me. And that's one reason I still open the mic to new people on my podcast is because I think that that's um, important. I don't specifically get anything out of it in terms of, you know, helping my business or, you know, getting my podcast to grow necessarily. As much as it's um, 
what I think we should be doing more of as humans regularly. We tend to work, you know, 24-7 pretty much here in America, and we don't stop for story. And um, But I do find it interesting that we're also very drawn to tabloid um, as a society. Huh, yeah. You know, like we, yeah. we want to know, you know, who's dating who and why so-and-so broke up with so-and-so. And for some reason, we want to know all those details. Oh, geez. In the, in the reality, quote-unquote reality shows of just people literally being nothing. You know? Right, right. <laughs> but being, but we are fascinated by human behavior yeah. and human interaction with each other yeah. and responses. And I think part of it is is that we're trying to navigate how we are to interact. I think that's part of it. But I also just think that when we hear someone else's story, we connect at another level with them. So when we deem somebody important enough to listen or read or watch their story, then we um, we connect and we stay tuned in to that person, particularly celebrities. Um, and we want to know what's going on. We want we want the next chapter. We want the yeah. ending of the yeah. story, right? Um, I think we're wired that way. Um, it's how we connect. So when I think about what we do here on this podcast, you and I could sit here and we could just, you know, like like we've said, we're very justice-oriented. We're very um, human rights-oriented, that kind of thing. And, and I think there's a part of it where we could get on soapboxes on a regular basis and tell what we think and what we see um but sometimes i think people just want to know who you are Hmm. that's uh that's interesting okay so let me let me do this let me ask you the question i ask my guests on my podcast well we're here (laughs) yeah i'm gonna you're about to expose me for being a non-human so a non-human or just a nine who likes to crawl into his hole? <laughs> An, oh, nine human. That was it. <laughs> Enneagram joke right there. Yeah. But don't bump. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I know what the question is, but others may not. Yeah, so. most people know the question before they come on, but when they actually get asked it, it's it stumps them. Yeah. So... Instead of me describing who I think you are or what I see in your life and what you do and all of that sort of thing, yeah, I would ask you, Casey, who are you? Yeah, and I, I hear you ask this question to all of your podcast guests, and I never want you to ask me this question because <laughs> it, it's a terrifying question because, I mean, you know, usually... When we, this is me stalling right now. Uh-huh, I know. Usually, when we <laughs> we talk about who we are, we talk about what we do, right? Because that's how we we've been programmed mm-hmm. to look at self is by the value that we provide. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I I don't consider myself providing a whole lot of value right now in the world, and by you know the by the normal ways of gauging this sort of thing, you know? Um, so this is a, it's a terrifying question for me. Um, I, I think sometimes that I, I am not entirely sure of who I am. 
I, I think I have aspirations of who I want to be. Um, but that's not the question. I know, but that's what I'm saying. That's, I, that's why I think it's a difficult question, is that I, I don't entirely know. So just answer um, it, the first thing that comes to mind. Who who are you? He, okay, honestly, I that's the problem, is nothing comes to mind. Um, I, I am a very insecure person. Do you like, need a life coach? I, I totally do. <laughs> if only I could afford you. <laughs> um, but I think that's that's a, a part of it is that I, again I am a I present as a much more secure, rounded individual than I believe myself to be. Like I'm, it's a I can. I mean, this is just I mean talk about a little sacred space here. This is this is raw. Um, that I, uh, I, I struggle with who I am and, and what I'm about and, and all of that, you know, um, I, I don't know if I was going to take a guess and then I would say that, um, I am, I'm someone who, um, thrives in healthy relationship and I um, haven't had a ton of those in my life and so um, so you know our relationship for instance is incredibly important to me because I mean as it should be you know <laughs> uh, not you know going beyond the obvious here um, but because I I mean I can just I can fully trust you and it's you know not that we don't get sideways with each other and at times and that sort of thing but it's like I'm not you know I, I'm not insecure with you right um, that's super important to me I mean it's just um, I think that uh, I am a a person of deep yet few convictions so there's not a lot that matters to me a great deal, but what does matter to me a great deal really matters to me, mm -hmm. right? Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes, um, I can think of a few of those things that exist in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the ibuprofen, wherever that bottle is in the house, it's not where it should be. So. <laughs> Sorry, I needed it last night, so it was next to my bed. That's exactly what um, you Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, um, let's see, what else? I think I'm a very creative individual, mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's, you know, last, last year has been very difficult for me in that regard because I've been fighting some health issues and mm -hmm. on some medications that have been doling my senses and my mind. And I, yeah, just in, you know, I would, recently went cold turkey off of those and I didn't realize how much they had doled my senses, you mm -hmm. know? Um, but I am, I do consider myself a very creative person. Um, um, I don't know. Is that good enough? Yes, but you probably, my most difficult guest yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, how would you answer it? Um, I don't know. You have to ask me the question. Jessica. Who are you? 
I am freaking Wonder Woman. Okay, this is not fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair that you have you you know you have sat there and said, okay, what if anybody ever turns this question on me? Okay, this is what I'll say. <laughs> no, I I'm answering your question. Okay, go ahead. Um, You're Wonder Woman. I refuse to answer this question occupationally. Um, because I don't necessarily believe that everything that we do to earn money is necessarily who we are. I think sometimes we get that yes. beautiful moment to yes. intersect that, which is why I asked the question in the first place. But yeah. I think I I am an incredibly resilient person. Um, Truth. Who has... Uh, lived in survival mode far more than I should have. Hmm. Um, and I would say that what I've learned from that would be um, that I'd really just want to thrive. And so my focus as a human now is what am I doing um, daily? Um, emotionally, spiritually, um, physically, what am I doing that is providing a thriving atmosphere for myself to exist in now? Mm. So when I have to answer the question, who am I? I am someone who is seeking um, both quality and quantity of life. Um, And I am a workaholic, um, and there are times, <laughs> there are times where I, uh, pride and thrive in that until it, uh, literally crushes me. Um, and I'm not very good at balancing that out. So, mm. um, I put a lot of, I work to put a lot of parameters around myself, um, checkpoints to identify when that's happening. Um, and uh, I'm not very good at living in the moment. I'm very good at dreaming and living in um, what I'm working on creating, but not necessarily living in the present. And so I have to work at that too, which I think um, the podcasts that we do, this one and Connected, um, force me to take a, an hour and be completely present. And um, I think it's a good discipline for myself, a good experience for myself, because it's not something I naturally do Mm. on my own. Um, But, yeah. It's hard when there are times when you you want to escape the present, I think. Like, Mm. for me, that's... And, you know, again, just to remove all Mm -hmm. (laughs) question... um, that that's not about escaping, you know, you or the girls or, you know, uh, Asher or anything like that. It's more about just life gets overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. You know, and so I would rather dream about what could be, you know, yeah. about it not being overwhelming, you know, for whatever, you know, ridiculous reason that mm-hmm. I could come up with of, you know, Maybe we had more money or maybe we were, you know, yeah. something launched more successfully or whatever else it might be, right? Um, and it does. It makes it, it makes it tough to, to just be in the moment. 
Um, but I think this is why sometimes too, like I, I really struggle with, um, with my identity, that question of mm-hmm. who are you? Because I, I, like I said, I, I know who I want to be. I don't know if I am yet so I, all of those things. I'm pretty sure I, I know I'm not all of those things that I want to be. That um, There is a lot of aspirational identity that exists there. But, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I, can, I can identify that much easier than I can say who I am today. Well, because you were trained to do that. Hmm. How so? Talk about that. Um, because I think this is innately, we've had this conversation off air before, but I think that that is one of the undertones of evangelical Christianity. Oh, here we are, full circle. No, I know. I told you everything <laughs> leads back. Um, and because one of the things specifically in the experience you had versus what I had was that you, and you've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but that you had a calling on your life that you had yes. something that you were, um, you know, a holiness to work towards a, um, a refining of self, a constant work. The flesh is bad. Therefore, I'm in constant work to be more godly, to be right, right. Um, more Christ-like. And so I think that that, um, that work in yourself from the time you were a child because it starts very young, um, I think that that creates the inability to um, to actually see yourself um, in the now mm. and to be okay with who is in the now. Um, Christianity for me said I will. I was never good enough. Um, I was born sinful. Um, I was born depraved, and so therefore something outside of myself has to be make me okay Mm. so then to um to try and say be present jess um or to like yourself or to define who you are outside of who you are aspiring to be is almost impossible without deprogramming that Mm. yeah i think that's i think that's right on i think that's right on um, so, you know, you're a life coach, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> what, how, how, not how, what kind of plans do you present to people to mm-hmm. work through that, um, becoming more aware of who they are today? Well, first I think that most people, well, I would say all the people that I work with come with some type of programming, um, some kind of worldview um, that um, gives them a definition of who they are to themselves. Um, so it's not always religious, but oftentimes, especially in America, it is. Um, but it, it can come culturally, it can come family dynamics, a lot of different ways. So the first thing that I start asking them is what actually matters to them. What do you like? What do you dislike? Mm-hmm. Um, what um, What is important to you? Um, what bugs you? Mm-hmm. What, um, and we go through identifying their um, values. And for my Christian clients um, or past Christian clients, ex-evangelical clients, 
um, they often start with a list of somewhere between 30 um, values on their list and have a really hard time. I'm asking them to get to five. Oh, wow. So listing their top five <laughs> values, and they have a hard time getting lower than 30 in the first round mm-hmm. of working through this because of the very reason that you just described. The things that they want to be, that they, I want to be kind, I want to be, you know, these things are values because they're also things they want to be. And um, so helping them to identify what's actually their motivators mm. versus um, their aspirations. And I think for many of us coming out of um, programmed religion or um, systematic belief systems like that, we don't always know the difference between those two things. Mm. Um, so the goal is to try and get to those five and then then start to look at how is my life actually living within those five core values. And if I'm not, if I'm operating out of, say, if for me, I'll use myself as an example, if I'm operating more out of your core values than I am out of my own, then I'm quite disconnected with who I am and how I am um, interacting with the world. Maybe it does affect the jobs that I choose. Maybe it affects how I interact with my relationships, what boundaries I have, blah, 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 blah. And that is a particularly religious problem, too. Because you, like most, I'm not going to say all, but most religions that you sign up for will tell you that these should be your core values. Well, it, if we go even further back, it's not even telling you what your core values should be. It's immediately starting with, you're broken. Yeah, you're not these things. You're not, okay. So therefore, we have to get we have to get from not okay, from broken, to something else. Sure. And um, in one sense, we're given kind of two mixed messages. In one sense, we're given the answer that this faith, this system of beliefs, this God, this person is going to be the answer to that remedy of being broken. Um, the other is that we just put things in front of us that may not align with us, that may not be who I am. For example, I'm going to use myself as an example because I don't okay. want to do that to anyone. But um, when I grew up until, you know, like graduating high school, that sort of thing, I had some very specific things that I could identify about myself. Um, and oftentimes with my clients, we will go back to more childhood because it's a, it tends to be a more honest space, mm. more um, guttural that we live from. So then... who I was during that time was somebody who I didn't really enjoy playing like other kids like to play. I really enjoyed conversation. I enjoyed engaging in what if, what if thought, right? So I always placed myself in circles, um, my parents' Bible studies, things like that, where I could, where I could have that conversation, even if I could only listen. Um, The other was that um, I was very attuned to um, justice issues and like politically the, the landscape of where life was, how people were being treated in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I really enjoyed writing. And that was something that was significant all the way through my life, um, writing contests, all of it. But it was something that just kind of birthed out of me. I have, I have uh, pretty much one whole bookshelf just full of 
um, journals from about um, late junior high to the time I got married. And just journal after journal after journal, writing was just where um, I lived my life. And um, But then um, I get to this point as an evangelical Christian where all of those things that were of value to me um, have to be set aside because the higher value is to marry a godly man, especially if he mm. could be in um, the profession of faith, like a faith profession. Professional like ministry. Professional yeah. ministry. And then um, being a mom and having kids, being a homemaker, um, staying home with my kids, all of those things. And it's not that any of that is bad. It's that um, I set aside some of those other things that were innately who I was to take up that role. Um, and uh, not really realizing that I might have been able to, to have both exist at the same time. To be a dynamic mom who was very rooted in what she loved to do versus um, obligated to women's ministries mm-hmm. or different things that weren't in my wheelhouse. So um, sometimes I think we can, especially, particularly as women, we can get, um, we can set those things aside because duty calls, right? These are the things that are, are necessary. We want to do those things. It's not necessarily that we don't want it. I wanted to be a mom. Um, I wanted to be a really good mom. Um, but I stopped writing in my journals. I stopped giving myself space for mm-hmm. the things that were my core values. So then I come to this place where then my kids are old enough to, you know, graduate from high school themselves. And, and then you start asking those questions. Who am I? Wait a minute. I spent all this time doing these things. And now those roles don't necessarily exist. You didn't work in a church anymore. And my kids didn't need me at home the way that they did when they were li- little. I wasn't attending church anymore. Like, who, who the fuck am I? Yeah. So you have to go back and work work through those things. But I think that systematic um, programming or, or faith systems often derail us from listening to who we are. And can we have spirituality and experience with divine while being exactly mm-hmm. who we truly are? Um, so that's my, that's my goal with my clients is to help them align, um, still be able to do all the things that they love to do, but actually do the things they love to do. For me, it started with what coffee do I want to order? I've said this to my clients over and over again. I had, I had to stop ordering what I thought was the right cost item to order, like what I could afford. And what was the person with me going to think if I ordered this? Like, what are, what are they ordering, mm. right? Um, but I don't actually like that thing that they're ordering. So what do I want? So it was, I wasn't allowing for true want in my life. And so that's one of the hardest, hardest steps my clients take mm. is answering the questions of want. Um and usually that helps them come back to a place of what are my core values? Mm-hmm. Because what I want is usually derived from the things that are of most value to us. Yeah, I think it's that, uh, like the natural 
the natural inclination of our everyday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that again, that, you know, evangelicalism likes to say is, uh, is actually bad for you. <laughs> it's actually distracting yeah. from, from the purposes of the greater purposes or, or God's plan or whatever else. And so, well, ultimately in the Christianity I was raised in, um, the churches that I was a part of want is sin. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually the very thing that you work very hard to push away is want. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm asking my clients to identify what want is, hmm. and it might tell them a little bit clearly, more clearly who they are. Yeah. And then they can choose if they want that or not. Okay, you passed. You passed the test. I'll hire you. <laughs> do, um, I know how I have to pay for this. Do <laughs> you <how> accept? Because you... <laughs> I'm paying you, right? <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna go totally PG. I was gonna say, do you accept foot rubs? In, oh, okay. <laughs> for payment. Yes. You I went to the gutter. I, I know that's you did. That's not a gutter. That part of my life is not a gutter. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I went to the gutter. This is not a gutter. I stand corrected. <laughs> oh, I guess we have another conversation to have <laughs> after too. this. Yeah, I just. Well, now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll still give you a foot massage because now I owe you one because I yeah. said something stupid. So. <laughs> you say something stupid. Come on. Anyway, uh, we have to uh, to get back to some some work that we're doing here because you know we were we had this four day weekend that we were planning yeah. on getting a lot of stuff done and you know and technical difficulties and such so yeah it's taking longer than thought yeah yeah so how about we get back to that okay right on Sounds sweet good. until next time <laughs> same bat day same no, okay. yeah. right <laughs> let's take that out